guys? Hey, BA. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. Another edition of Maverick Magazine on the air. My name's Paul Allen. Driving the bus for you this Friday morning here on the campus of Minnesota State. You know what? Uh, I haven't told you guys this, by the way, joined by Jordan O'Grady and Nick Burns here in studio. Um, I asked Karen if we could have an extra couple hours here to talk about Maverick Athletics because there's so much <laughs> stuff going on. Right? That's the sound of information. What, what should we talk about first? We don't have all. We, we don't have that much time. Let's get talking. <laughs> let's t- talk about softball. Softball. What happened last week? We went uh, two and two down at in Maryville. Yep, two and two, Missouri. After crazy rescheduling, as I'm learning this season brings. Yep, here we go. Uh, Here we go. Uh, We played two games, both two games each against uh, Jenny's of Central Missouri in the the three-time rematch now of the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. And um, day one started off strong, 11-3 in uh, six innings or no five innings. Yep, yep. Uh, Mackenzie or no Michaela Armbruster. No, it was uh, Kay, uh, Katie Bracken. Bracken. Yep. Katie Bracken. All three of them pitch. Yep. I get it. All three up. of them pitch this past week. Yeah, but yeah, big big win. Bats got going early. Maddie Newman two two homers in mm-hmm. the first game and mm-hmm. drove in three or four RBIs. She five RBIs. Five, yeah. Five RBI, yeah. She had she had a lot of RBIs this past yeah. weekend. She did really well, and then. Game two, it was a tight one. Well, it was tight right up until the end. Um, and then I believe Central Missouri ran away with that one at 4-1. But, I mean, it was a tight, tight ball game through seven or through six, excuse me. And then polar opposite the next day, uh, re- rebounded and took care of Central Missouri. Yeah. And then who knows what would have happened in the second game against Northwest Missouri. It got dark, so... They Called the, on a count of darkness yeah. after the top of the sixth, so we lost three to two. Yeah, could still still could have had one more inning there. Yeah. We need to play at a s- stadium with lights, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so f- a couple things, Jordan. Uh, polar opposite. Yeah. That's in the business known as apropos. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because it you know talks about you know polar is cold typically, right. and it's cold here. Yeah. What, <laughs> you know, it's cold. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, young fella. No, I just learned something new. So six and three on the season. Yeah. Um, Mavericks uh, uh, next up in Florida, March fifth through tenth. Get ten games uh, yeah. down in Claremont. So mm-hmm. uh, a decent start, I, I guess, to yeah. all yeah. things considered. Yeah. For uh, Lori Meyer and her crew. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, uh, we're facing a lot of teams from the MIAA so far yeah. this year. Northwest is uh, clearly the favorite opponent we've had so far this yes. year, playing them three times. But uh, you know, it definitely gives us it's a, flav- not a popularity contest, yeah. Bernie. Fair, fair enough. Favorite <laughs> opponent, but. Gives us definitely uh, an idea of what we can expect to see out of the region more yeah. more than yep. anything else yep. as we go down. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, uh, and of course, still out of softball to play here. Ten yep. games uh, yeah, during spring break down yeah. in Florida. So we'll get. Yeah. Uh, well, by the time we come back from Florida, we'll know what we have. I exactly. Think. That that's what this Florida trip always does. It really kind of uh, illuminates what this team is and what we have, uh, and what we can probably expect the rest of the way for the rest of the season. So that's usually where the Florida trip's usually the demarcation line of that, so to speak. The line of demarcation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get political this morning, Burns. You promised me. Fair, <laughs> once. fair enough. For once, you were going to steer I, away from that. Yeah. Um, uh, Maverick baseball team has yet to play. We were supposed to play at um, Missouri St. Louis, and we tried like heck uh, to get those games in, yeah. um, th- uh, going through a, a rescheduling process, and finally they, we ended up canceling them. So Mavericks uh, ranked 30, 23rd in the country right now in the North, in the uh, National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association poll. 
Um, seen a couple of Aeropoles were ranked a little bit higher than that. Um, defending NSIC champs. Um, finished third at the regional last year down in uh, Warrensburg, Missouri, and a lot of guys back on that team. So uh, we should be right there. Uh, uh, like the softball team, we'll be down in Florida uh, next time we play, or actually the next when we play. We haven't played yet. So, <laughs> yeah. I, well, we, we played last year. We did play last year. <laughs> last year's technically, this will be the next time we play. Yeah, this will be the next time technically, we play. Technically, yep. Yeah. Uh, March 3rd through the 10th, 10 games uh, down in Florida. So um, they'll be anxious to get down there uh, to start swinging the bats and throwing the ball around. Men's basketball team had their season come to an end, Burnsy, on yeah. Wednesday night uh, with a uh, NSIC play-in game at Northern State. Yep. Uh, the Mavericks uh, lost to the Northern State Wolves 65-62 out in Aberdeen, South Dakota, in the first round of the conference tournament. Um you know the Mavericks. Uh, it, it, uh, the Wolves jumped out to a pr- a quick like seven point lead early on in the game, but then we kind of took control for like the that was like the first five minutes of the game, but then like the next twenty, it felt like we were really in control and dictating the pace of the game. You know, we led by as many as thirteen points there in the second half, but then Northern State just uh, just started scoring in bunches over the next couple minutes, and before you know it, they had whittled down our lead to just basically a couple baskets, and then finally there near the very end of the game they finally tied it up and they were able to keep us at bay and they just got those uh last few shots to drop and sank their free throws to more or less uh ice the game for them but man um it w- you know you you wish you wish you could have that one back because we know we were controlling that game uh quite uh we were controlling that game for a while there and you know it was a lot like the game we had against Upper Iowa here where we had a lead late in the game and we even were really given Augustana a battle uh, too uh, in the previous week. So, but yeah, as you said, the season comes to an end. Um, the Quincy Anderson was named to the All NSIC second team, averaging nearly 18 points and seven rebounds a game this year. So this is uh, he was he got first team South Division uh, honors last year. So this is uh, not, nothing new for Quincy right now at this yep. point. He had a heck of a year. He'll be approaching 1,000 career points next year. He'll probably do a pretty qu- early on. I think he's uh, he's definitely over 900 now at this point. And um, but you know, a lot of uh, you know, you know, it's unfortunate that the season came to an end this quickly. But at the same time, it's like we're going to have a lot of guys with experience coming back next year. A lot of guys who really st- were able to step up and show what they could do. You know, in in certain spots. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Tyrell Stutley made the most out of his playing time. Uh, you look at uh, Harrison Broaddus and Brady Williams for uh, you know. Uh, further establishing themselves and everything like that, and then Kyrie's Willingham. I thought he had a very good uh, freshman year as well. So you know, you take you take all that experience, then you still have your, you know, your veterans coming back, and Kelby Kramer and uh, Malik Willingham and Quincy Anderson and Devontae Thedford. This team will be a good team next Ryland year. Holt. No doubt about that, and Ryland Holt as well, who didn't play. Yeah. Um. So for me, you, you, Burns, you know me, mm-hmm. right? I'm like uh, uh, the glass of water that goes in to see the doctor, right? Yep. For a physical appointment, and the doctor looks at his chart and says, "Hey, I, I got uh, I got some good news for you here." And a glass of water says, "What is it?" And the doctor, as he's looking at the chart, says, "It says here you're half full." Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I would I would say uh, bad news is uh, we're done. Yep. Uh, good news is we don't lose anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if things stay the way they are, and who things could change, of course, yep. you never know with this stuff. But uh, we didn't have any senior. We had we had we we had a senior night. No one showed up. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't have any seniors on the team, so yeah. uh, I just think I, I I would like to see Kelby Kramer uh, uh, take a step, another step. I think uh, he's an unusual uh, 
physical package at the Division II level. Mm-hmm. I think with his athleticism and size, um, I, I think he's an X factor. Yep. Um, um, we need to get Ryland Holt back healthy, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be right back where we. You know, I always talk about uh, regression toward the mean. And uh, with men's basketball, that means challenging for conference championships yep. and going to the NCAA postseason and, and hosting regional tournaments. So mm-hmm. uh, excited for uh, the future, even even though uh, you know post mortem you look at it right now and and it's difficult because you never want your season to end that way. But the expectation for that program with our uh, staff and uh, players is that is that um, you know twenty wins, uh, go to Sioux Falls for the uh, conference uh, tournament, and then wait to see what happens with the NCAA tournament. So, yep. um, m- women's basketball is right there. South Division champs for the first time, twenty nine on the season. Um, get a bye uh, mm-hmm. to the conference tournament over at Sioux Falls, and we got Southwest. I think next on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah tomorrow, tomorrow night over in Sioux Falls in a yep. quarterfinal game on Saturday. This has uh, been a great year for the Maverick twenty year twenty win season, eleventh time in team hist- history. Fourth time in uh, Coach TC's tenure that they hit this mark, and to go on top of the big uh, conference tournament week, we had three Mavericks receive uh, conference awards, and Joey Bat receiving first team All NSIC, um, Maddie Olson second team All NSIC, and then uh, first time in uh, Maverick women's basketball history, we had a player receive Freshman of the Year, and Destiny Birch, who had a great year, definitely scoring offensively. Mm-hmm. She had a great year, and you know she filled. Not that I necessarily know what they were lacking last year, but I think she brought a sense of toughness and a little bit of attitude to the team on top of some already good yeah. attitude mm-hmm. on the team. And so she uh, she had a great year along with Maddie and Joey, but mm-hmm. now um, it's all in here. Yep. All the chips are on the table, so to speak. And, you know, they split games with Southwest this year, um, dominated at home. Yep. And, uh, you know, we didn't get to watch it because we we're uh, running the Maverick softball tournament in the Sports Dome. Right. That's right. And they yeah. suffered a loss on the road there. And it looked, you know, by a box score, you can only discern so much from it. But it was a little challenging. But now it's, it's one yeah. and done, win and go home. Or, yeah. you know, so we'll see what happens. They clearly have the talent Absolutely. to do it and go deep and make the run at a conference title without a doubt. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind that they can do it. But, um, yeah, it should be interesting. It's all, it's all yeah. on the table. Um, Emily Teasy is not one to make light of stuff. She's no. a pretty serious person about yeah. the stuff. She takes her job, like most coaches do, pretty seriously. But this is, this, this, is, this, is, this is where, you know, programs are made right yeah. here in the mm-hmm. postseason. And um, I, I sense with this program a mental toughness. Yeah. That uh, translates from the coaching staff down to the players. You got a, a leader in Joey Bat, who I haven't watched her play uh, the last three years, is about as mentally tough as it comes. Yes. Uh, but I think, uh, I know, so there's leadership from the top on down, and uh, the way that uh, Mavericks play, um, th- you know, two all conference players, uh, conference rookie of the year. But it's really a, a team effort. We don't yeah. we don't have success unless everyone plays along, and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. I think it's one of the beauties of that program. We have we have a identity, I think, as yeah. a program, which is something that you strive for, and uh, you got um, you know some players that personify the identity, and uh, they're the leaders. And <clears throat> I, I think we got we have a really good chance to not only uh, win the conference tournament 
um, but also go deep into the NCAA tournament. So excited about to yeah. see what happens this weekend over in Two Falls and wish the Mavericks all the best over yeah. the over there. Team actually, just moved up to six in the regional yeah, rankings. So six right. in the regional week. rankings. Yep. Under undervalued. Yep. Under, yeah. Undervalued. I think, yeah. and, and we'll see. We'll see that play out this weekend, and, yep. and whether uh, talk is cheap, <laughs> right? Sometimes, but I, th- I think our our kids walk the walk. <coughs> Um, hey, Bernsey, going to uh, switch gears here. I'm going to throw something at you. Okay. Unexpectedly. <laughs> All right. Evan Heim. Evan Heim. Oh, yeah. yeah. USFL. How about that? That was, that's pretty cool. It's kind of a cool thing. And, and Jordan know. is a, a former offensive lineman type, yes. type of guy. You can yeah. appreciate what Evan Heim's been through to try to get that yeah. uh, professional Absolutely. football yeah. opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because last year he signed as an undrafted free agent with the Detroit Lions, but oh. didn't uh, he didn't uh, make it to the practice squad or anything like that, but he's kept at it, and now uh, he was just drafted in, the, I believe it was the 24th, Third, third round, yeah. 23rd round with the fourth pick of the New Jersey Generals of the United States Football League. So the new league that's starting up this uh, April. <laughs> One of those stories. Yep. <laughs> he hasn't played since 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hasn't played since 2019. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all know what happened in 2019, right? We had a great year. Yeah, we had 14 and 1, went to the yeah. National Championship game, and Evan was an All American offensive lineman for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had hit COVID hit. He probably missed out on an opportunity, and mm-hmm. fortunately for him, he and Shane Zilstra uh, yeah. got those opportunities, and um, it's, it's kind of uh, ironic, or I don't know how to exactly describe it, but Shane ends up going from the uh, Vikings practice squad to playing for the Detroit Lions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan came really close to sticking with the Lions. He was the last guy cut and uh, uh, before they uh, named their rosters and... and uh, uh, practice squad, so he he was right there, and obviously, um, not knowing exactly how things are going, but assuming here that um, he hung has hung in there and continued to work out, and mm-hmm. has uh, an agent advocating for him, and now here's an opportunity. He went in the twenty third round, I think. Yep, twenty third round. Yeah, yep. and fourth pick in the twenty yep. third round. I, the USFL. Did you f- take a look at that USFL draft by any chance? Uh, s- some of it. Um, I know that uh, the g- the generals actually took a center from Augustana, like in the twentieth round yeah. as well. So definitely a little bit of a Division two flavor there with yeah. the generals. Right, it was a little now. bit. So, di- it was a little bit different the way they did. I think yeah. they did. They drafted by position by round. I think so. That's the oh, way wow. it looked. And then there were uh, yep. thirty five rounds in yeah. total. Yep. So so and there's. I mean, you look at um, how football works as compared to the other sports, where there's really no minor league. The minor leagues for. Uh, football is really college football, college football, college football, really, football yeah. or the CFL a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's no there's no minor league. So what does what does a person do if if because there is no intermediate? It's not like you go to the minor leagues and and mm-hmm. uh, get assigned to um, uh, NFL Europe anymore. That doesn't yeah, exist anymore. So yeah. so you have to really you have to really hang in there if you're mm-hmm. going to get a chance. Uh, I, I guess a case could be made for arena football. Although I don't know how many guys nowadays make the jump from arena football uh, to the NFL. I think it's rare. It, it, Kurt, Kurt Warner, Warner, I think, is like yeah. Warner <laughs> won't stand out. Yep. But um, more position so, players. Yeah. In that regard. So I, I think I think uh, there's a uh, a vacuum there. Well, there's an opportunity there, anyways. I think this is a spring league, right? Bernsey is a spring league. Yeah, it starts in April. In April, okay. A, I think it's like a two month uh, schedule or something. It like is that. interesting. It's the Washington Generals. <laughs> do you, do you, New that, Jersey Generals. New Jersey Generals, which, of course, I don't know if you remember. Uh, you remember any famous New Jersey General football players back when the USFL, the, the first incarnation? Oh, gosh. Uh, New Jersey. God, what, which team did Steve Young play for? Uh, the LA Express. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, And I know uh, Jim Kelly played for the Houston Gamblers. Yep. But um, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Birds. You okay. know this stuff. All right. Doug Flutie. Oh, maybe. Herschel Walker. Oh, okay. Didn't they yeah, play for the New Jersey Herschel Generals? Mark. 
Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong on that. May, well, maybe, but sometimes I, I get confused between leagues. Wasn't too. Doug Flutie a CFL legend though? He was. Yeah, he did. He, was. But he did play in yep. the USFL. He did. Too. Okay. Yep. 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 Interesting. Huh. Yeah, there's a couple of interesting stories about that. I read uh, "Football for a Buck" by I think Jeff Perlman, what talks about the USFL and how it actually had a chance and then um, made a couple of strategic mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, going from being a spring football league to trying to compete for the yeah. um, in the fall, with yeah. they switched. They can get. I mean, they were getting legit talent into that league. They were. They, they were. were, and a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Reggie Smith, uh, uh, Anthony Carter. Mm, yeah. Yep. Um, there was there was a bunch. Steve, Young, you mentioned Steve Young already. There was a bunch of them. Who? Uh, Sam Mills. I remember Sam Mills yeah. was a linebacker, undersized linebacker. Um, anyways. Uh, uh, excited for Evan and uh, give him a ton of credit for hanging in there and, and uh, best of luck with this opportunity. Yep. Oh, oh I was going to mention, by the way, New Jersey Generals, right? Mm-hmm. They took, the USFL took these these, na- these names, I think they just started to repurpose the names. I think the <laughs> names are the same as the old USFL and logos. Is there a Houston Gamblers in the, in the I don't studio? I will have to do some more investigating. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> this is all new to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all new to everyone. It'd be kind of cool if there was. Yeah. Um, Talk a little bit about hockey. Could um, we don't have any home hockey? We're done. Home. We're done with the regular season on the men's side uh, for home schedule. We're on the road this weekend to close out the regular season at Michigan Tech. Clinched the CCHA regular season championship last weekend with a two-game sweep over Midge State. Fifth or fourth straight McNaughton Cup. Yeah, unprecedented. Uh, we won the last four in the WCHA, and then this one in the CCHA has never happened before in college hockey. <laughs> wow! Wow! Where, where uh, uh, one program has won. Five in a row. There you go. Went back and looked, and Harvard, I think, won the ECAC championship four years in a row back in the 1980s. <laughs> Jordan, are you familiar with the Beanpot Tournament? A little bit. Yeah, I, I know was, you're not necessarily a hockey aficionado, yeah. but the Beanpot Tournament is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I saw Beanpot games, but I definitely, when I lived in Boston, went to a few games at a Guinness Arena when UVM would come down in Hockey East. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it's a, yeah, Boston's a good little hockey town, Yeah, too. they've got I mean, Harvard and Yale, Yale. Northeastern, yep. uh, BU and BC. Yep. Um, I'll play for that beanpot tournament. Yep. It's a pretty big deal. Um, we don't have something like that. We tried a couple times out west to try to get something going. Got to try to revive that North Star North College Star Cup, Cup again. Yeah. Now that there's, there's six a, teams in uh, yeah. Minnesota now. Yeah, you could do it. We've talked about how we could do it, right, Bernsey? Yeah. Yeah, we have we have four teams in and rotate a couple teams out every year. Could do that. And then I don't know who. Would you play it at, where would you play it at? You know, you, uh, you your could, idea was to rotate it around. You could rotate it around. Yeah. Why, why not? Yeah, we could host a four-team tournament here. We, we absolutely could. We did it last year. Yeah. Um, so in any event, <laughs> Jordan uh, got me waylaid talking about the yeah. B-Putt tournament. Hey. <laughs> good time out the, of the gut, the gut at, uh, the Gutterson, right? What's it called yeah. at, uh, Gutterson Fieldhouse. Gutterson Fieldhouse at the uh, University of Vermont. Yeah. They're going through some renovations, I think times. now. Yeah. I like those older rinks. Yeah. They're due though. I mean, it's, they have to do something. Yeah. They have to do something. To keep Still up. wooden bleachers. <laughs> cool. Um, Mavericks ranked number one for the fifth consecutive week in men's hockey. 29-5-0, oh, 29-5-0, Burnsy. That's a pretty good year. It's uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good year. School record for wins in a season is? 32, I believe. 32, 2017-18. Um, Michigan Tech's ranked 13th and 14th. And Michigan Tech, up until last weekend, uh, was the one team that was keeping us from clinching the mm-hmm. CCHA tournament, um, CCHA regular season championship. But uh, uh, we won both our games. Uh, against Bemidji State, uh, a couple of really good wins. Uh, Julian Napravnik, uh, CCHA Forward of the Week. Dryden McKay, CCHA Goaltender of the Week. Um, some other news regarding Dryden McKay, uh, one of 11 
they're down to the semifinalists for the Richter Award as the top goaltender in the country and uh, for the third consecutive season, Dryden is in the top 11. Of course, he was in the top three last year um, and top three the year before. This could be the year Dryden wins it, I think. Better be. Uh, leads the country <laughs> Leads the country and wins. Yep. Uh, ranks second in goals against average, ranks third in save percentage, tied for second in shutouts with nine, established uh, an NCAA record for career shutouts with 33. Um, uh uh, It'll come down to I, I think come down to Dryden and two guys out east, one guy from Northeastern and another guy from Quinnipiac. Um, CCHA tournament starts next weekend. Mavericks, by virtue of the regular season championship, will have uh, first will host, providing they keep winning. Quarterfinals uh, begin next weekend. Best two to three, the Mavericks will host St. Thomas next Friday. And Saturday and game three will be Sunday if necessary. And then the following week is semifinals. That's just a one game. A one game, and then, the f- and then there's a one game championship mm-hmm. uh, the week after that. So potentially three ne- three weekends. The three, next three weekends. Next three weekends this. at home. Yeah. Five or four games. So we'll see. That's that's a that's not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> just <laughs> statement. I'm not actually to predict it. It's just a p- potential games. statement of fact. That's yep. all. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. Now, does hockey have at large bids like other sports? They do. Yeah. Okay. They do. Uh, Sixteen team tournament. Mm-hmm. I think there's six conferences. That means everything else is at large. Gotcha. But they have this this system called the pairwise system. Okay. It's mathematically um, driven uh, system that they use to determine the postseason field takes takes uh, subjectivity mm-hmm. out of it, right? So yeah, that's yeah, the goal. It takes subjectivity right. out yeah, yeah. And so uh, um, it's it's a mathematical using uh, a strength of schedule and your opponent's strength of schedule and one-loss records. And, gotcha. And it's just once, if you can look at... The, the, the trick, though, is uh, because of the pairwise, there is a couple of leagues where they aren't quite as strong. Right. And uh, if they, if that team, like like the uh, Atlantic Hockey Conference, is, mm-hmm. is I think thought of by a lot of people as maybe not one of the strongest leagues, and whoever wins that league typically is not in the top sixteen mathematically in the pairwise, so they would get one of those automatic auto bids, right. and that would bump somebody out. So uh, if you're not going to win your conference tournament, mm-hmm. and you're aware of what happens with how they use the pairwise, and you hopefully. You hope for your program that you're within the top 14 of the pairwise to ensure yourself. You know for sure if you're in the top 14 at right. the at the end of the regular season, end of the conference season, uh, when the auto bids are are done, that you'll get in automatically, and then um, gotcha. you see from there. So, mm-hmm. um, women's hockey, and the Mavericks are at uh, Minnesota Duluth this weekend. Yep, just expanded their field. Mm-hmm. They went from eight to 11. Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, NCA tournament field is now 11 for. I mean, it was a mathematical equation trying to, I don't know, there's like 60 men's teams, 16 of 60 get in, So they, and there's a fewer number of women's teams, just over 30. Mm-hmm. So they did the mathematical equation percentage-wise, uh, this is how many men go, so therefore this is how many women's teams should go, so therefore it becomes 11. 11. <laughs> yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Minnesota State uh, on the road this weekend, yep. uh, 14-17, uh, and one on the year. Uh, had a great weekend last weekend with a two-game home sweep over Bemidji State. Chantal Burke 
the senior goaltender who came to us at Christmas, transferred from Penn State, uh, forced into action. We had um, our top three goaltenders, our regular goaltenders. Uh, Chantel Burke wasn't expected to play, forced into action because the three other goalies on the roster uh, uh, couldn't dress because of uh, injuries. So Chantel Burke pitches a couple <laughs> shutouts yeah. for the Mavericks. Uh, 2 nothing and 5 nothing. named uh, WCHA Goaltender of the Week. Stop 47 of 47 shots. There you go. Wow. That's, that's pretty good, Bridget. It's a pretty yeah. good debut, no From doubt your about street that. hockey days, playing with Dax out there and trying to make <laughs> some saves with your goalie mask and blocker and catcher's <laughs> mitt. Usually our buddy Josh was the goalie. Yeah, Josh was the goalie. Yeah, Josh was the goalie. <laughs> so uh, Bemidji State, or uh, Minnesota Duluth, a team that we have a win against this year. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, looking forward to um, seeing how that goes. I think the Mavericks go into the weekend with some confidence. Chantel Burke will play, and she played extremely well. Obviously, no rust, uh, despite not playing for the last year and a half, and was really good. So uh, I think we go into there with some um, confidence. Yep. Best of three series, right? All yep. Every game starting at 2 o'clock, yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Winners of uh, these quarterfinal series in the women's WCH in the uh, women's tournament uh, end up at Ritter ne- next weekend for the yep. uh, Final Four in the WCHA tournament. Charlotte uh, Akervik, uh, junior defenseman from Eau Claire, named uh, all WCHA second team. Over the years, Burns, you want to take a crack at this one? Over the years, how many how many all-conference players have we had as a program yeah. in the WCHA? I think we've had five. five ball, or ball, six. Ballpark area. It's a pretty yeah. good ballpark. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Yep. Okay. Sherry Vogt was Sherry, first team twice. Sherry Vogt got got it a couple times uh yeah. did uh maggie fisher ever get get one or? no no should have been really should have been yep it's hard that, that doesn't it's, set right it's with hard me. it's hard i know yeah. speaking of maggie fisher 109 career points yep Britton fleming's gonna maybe maybe surpass her this weekend where, where, where's she at 107 107 i think okay so she's there's had a, a possibility she's had a great year Britton yeah. fleming the uh senior from oregon wisconsin um Established a single season record for points. I think she got forty-one points on the season. Been a been a great year good, for good year. for Britain. And we've had several uh, players have uh, really good years for us. Charlotte Ackerman, Jessica Condis, um, Kennedy Bobick, um, Britton Fleming, Kelsey King. Um, I think I think uh, it's been uh, another step for us in a really tough league for our women's hockey program and excited to see what's going to happen yep. next year. Cala Frank, the uh, junior goaltender, uh, had, a, had a good year. And, um, uh, oh, Connor uh, Wachtel just checked in. He's obviously listening. 109 points for... Un- oh. 109 points for... Thanks, Connor. Britton Flemings. Yeah, <laughs> so thanks thanks for that, Connor. So sh- so Britton's tied mm. with uh, uh, Maggie Fisher okay. for the uh, career points lead. So just one point. Yeah, anything else, Connor? We need to know yeah. about women's <laughs> hockey. <laughs> yeah, anything else, Connor? Let us know. Connor's with the uh, women's hockey team um, <laughs> up in Duluth this weekend. Yep. So uh, hope he's doing okay up there. Um, Swimmers, huh, PA? Uh, let's talk about the women's swim team. Yeah. With uh, We had a number of kids qualify for nationals, but yeah. I was pretty excited after coming off that conference championship. Absolutely. Uh, seven Maverick uh, swimmers will be competing in individual events at the NCAA championships. Uh, Counter says that's all. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Thank Connor. you, Counter. Right. So uh, seven Mavericks will be competing in uh, several different events in the individual events. You got uh, Nicole Beckman, uh, Dara Coleman, Anya Intervold, uh Kate Flynn. Kate Flynn will be competing in uh, four four different events. You know the fifty freestyle, the one hundred butterfly, the one hundred freestyle, and the one hundred breaststroke. 
Emily Goodman will be competing in a couple of events, Abby Gronholz and Olivia Meinberg. So, Bernsey, we didn't have anybody qualify last year. No, we didn't. But that, the field was pretty restricted last year. So they opened year, the field up a little bit? I think they a opened the field okay. up a little bit. Uh, three divers will also be at the qualification meet, Sydney Hansen, Ayla Taylor, and Aspen Warnagora. Uh, they'll be competing uh, on the day before the championships. The what, was it? what was her name again? Warnagora. That's what I thought, Warnagora. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um... That, the one always gives me a. Cu- I have to pause for a second when I'm when I'm looking at her name. You always give me grief about the ones that I can't pronounce. Yeah, what was the quarterback I couldn't pronounce there a couple years ago. Oh, uh, oh, no, it wasn't John Wolf. <laughs> no, it was before. He was a little bit before then. Before Wolfie, I think, wasn't it? Oh, if it was before Wolfie. Then that's before my time then, because uh, Wolf was uh, the senior quarterback. Okay, was, maybe it was after then. After maybe Schlichty? Right after. No, it wasn't Schlichty. He's, he's known <laughs> Schlichty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J- J.D. Koa? No, you know him. Um, that one does give a lot we'll of people trouble. That. We'll think about yeah, that one. We'll have to think about that one. We'll have to think about that Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll also be competing in several relay events, the swimming and diving team. But the NCAA championships are in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, they start on March uh, 9th, and they run and through March 12th. We were like we were like 12th in the country a, a couple years ago in women's swimming at the national meet. I believe I so. Like, yeah. yeah, we got a chance to score some points. There. Absolutely, seven kids going. Speaking of a program looking to score some points, turn my eyes toward Jordan. Yes, <laughs> we're hosting the uh, NSIC Indoor Track and Field Championship this weekend. Yeah, that we are. Both both teams have had a very successful indoor season. Women have won all seven of their indoor meets, and I mean. We probably don't have the time left to name off all the athletes no, no. in the top in, that are in the ranking, and same with the men in the nation. So um, not that they need to be validated anymore, but this is a today and tomorrow to put the real stamps and get to conference tournament and get ready for nationals. Mm-hmm. So Women ranked number one, yep, men ranked men. 12th, I think. Yes, correct. Um, boy, I look at uh, our throwers, yeah. Katie Taylor and Bria Perone. Yep. Uh, she threw over the weekend in the NSIC yeah. or uh, Field yep. Athlete of the Week, I think. Uh, fourth in the country right now in the weight mm-hmm. throw, I think she is. And uh, Katie's, of course, uh, won a national championship. Yep. Katie's third, right, they're three yep. and four right yeah, now. Right there. So yep. uh, uh, strengths, it appears to me, um, sprints, hurdles, yep. mm-hmm. throwers uh, on the women's side, men's side a little bit too. Yeah. Um, can't remember. We won how many, do you know how many conference championships in a row we've won? Jordan indoors. I oh, gosh. <laughs> I honestly can't it's, tell it's you. Been, the top it's been of a my lot. Head. I think we've only not the men have only not won one since uh, NSIC. Getting into NSIC. Yeah. Wow. I think so that's yeah. impressive. So uh, kudos to track and field. Uh, if you're a track and field initiato, if you're a college sports aficionado, uh, Myers Fieldhouse is a place to be today and tomorrow. So mm-hmm. excited about uh, um, track and field getting uh, underway, and we're headed toward the postseason for track and field as yeah. well. Not only today, but uh, nationals as well. Uh, wrestlers are up in uh, Moorhead, Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Mavericks ranked 14th in the country um, for the uh, uh, region uh, Super Region Five uh, uh, meet this this uh, this weekend. Um, top three and eight each of the ten weight classes go to nationals. Yep. Um, we have three wrestlers ranked in uh, Trevor Turf, Kyle Rathman, and uh, Darrell Mason. Uh, Mason, by the way, he's not like he's come out of nowhere, but he was a Juco kid who transferred here, didn't wrestle last year for us, but it's 14-0 in the season. I think he's ranked 8th. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely cracked like eighth the top 10. I, I, and again, he should be ranked higher. I think he yep. should be ranked higher than that. In a really tough uh, conference that uh, we wrestle in, um, being undefeated with the 
season he's put together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all right. I, I, I always talk about when it comes to these types of things, uh, it's opinion poll first and foremost. And I, I don't think flying under the radar is necessarily a bad thing no. either. So um, looking forward to uh, wrestling, uh, kicking some butt up in Moorhead this weekend. Okay, that's about all I have for you guys, unless you guys have uh, anything else for us to talk about today. Like, we could go for another hour if you want, Bernsey. <laughs> I, I've checked with the boss, and she says, yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at, so I always like coming in here, and I, I don't see, I, I see this Bruce Coburn uh, CD here. Bruce Coburn, of course, is uh, uh, one of my favorite artists. Really? Yeah, and uh, every time I come in here, I think uh, there was some some great, uh, I think Karen does that on purpose, because she knows where I my background a little bit, and Bruce Corborn's comes from Ontario, so uh, I'm just waiting for her to have a, a tragically hip CD sitting there at one point. <coughs> I get Jordan's but, attention. But, uh, <laughs> she gave me she gave me she she gave me Gord's Gold one time, Gordon Lightfoot CD, which I still have and play quite often. Nice. Yep. Yep, it's the best. Love coming over to KMSU. Really appreciate the time. It's great to be a Maverick, everybody. MSUMavericks.com. Stay warm, and we'll talk to you again. Horns up. Thanks, Friday.